and I went on to play with him, and I went up, ended up beating him, and he asked me if I wanted to get in the PGA and be, be his apprentice. So I guess that kind of answers the question, you know, like yeah. looking up to it, but he got me into golf. Oh, okay. So cool. that was kind of, that was my uh, open door into golf. Gotcha, like your foot of the door experience. That's right. Gotcha, that was really cool. And how was it like working as a penance for a couple of years? Yeah, at first it's, yeah. you know, it, again, I'm older, and it was old school back in the day. Basically, you worked 70 hours in the back store room. Wow. You know, um, even as an entry level, as an assistant, even doing like in charge of the bags, you know, taking the carts out, working, because you got a salary. Mm-hmm. I came from New Jersey, and years ago it was all salary. Wow. It wasn't a big salary, but they could have you as many hours as they wanted. Gotcha. So basically, just, you know, in the back room, the inventory in the stock room, always doing inventory once a week. Mm-hmm. Doing, making sure all the golf bags and everything, and then just working your way up. So I did that for about uh, two years, and then, you know, that's where I got my class A, and that's when things took off. Oh, okay. that's awesome! Wow. Um, so for to get your class A, um, I remember you have to do like a sub, couple like certification like training. How yeah, did that go? Again, it was yeah. it was different back then. It was called GPTP. I don't know what it's called now. It's Golf Professional Training Program. It gotcha. might be just called the same. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't have it in one location, which is I guess Florida now. Back mm-hmm. in the day when I did it, um, I would go for a week of seminars somewhere. I've gone to Houston, Texas, Memphis, Tennessee. Wow. One in Orlando. There were four stages, mm-hmm. and you know you go for the week. You get all your book work. They show you what you need to learn and what, you, and they teach you as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have about six to eight months of going applying what they teach you. Mm-hmm. Get it all collected in your workbooks, and then go back to another seminar to the second level. So there was gotcha. there was yeah. it was called the pro. It's a pre. So a professional readiness orientation, mm-hmm. and then there were four levels of wow. the golf professional training program. So, mm-hmm. as it took a little over two years, oh, to, wow. about two and a half years to do it. But some guys, you have up to two years for one level. Oh, I see. Yeah. But I would just go bang it out, and wow. really, as soon yes. as it would open up after like you know whatever six or eight months, whatever it was, mm-hmm. as soon as my week opened up to where I was eligible, mm-hmm. I would just go. Because at the time I was a little bit older, mm-hmm. I wanted to get everything done and over with, so that's kind of the direction I went. So oh, okay. that was my training. That's awesome. So like after you got your license, when did you have like your first like student or first client after? Um, after I became PGA professional, I mean I had had as an apprentice. So during those the, the two and a half years, mm-hmm. you know, there's the class A. Mm-hmm. That's when you get your you know the head pro mm-hmm. and your PGA certified. I was a PGA apprentice for those couple of years, so I was given a lot of lessons during that. Mm-hmm. A lot of them were doing the juniors, the wow. junior stuff. Yeah, the junior. Because I was always with somebody, a higher up person, and mm-hmm. they, they taught me how to teach, and that's why I worked with David Glenn's. And actually, mm-hmm. in 1998, when I got into it, he was the national uh, PGA teacher of the year in 1998. Wow. So he was. Ranked as the best teacher in the country mm-hmm. from the PGA. So it was a good upbringing, I guess, because mm-hmm. I learned from him. Gotcha. So, but yeah, doing that, just working my way up. And, and then once I became a PGA professor, uh, got my class, a couple jobs opened up, and I was fortunate enough to get my first one right away. Nice. And then it just, it was, a, I'd go for about two year, mm-hmm. three year stint, and then a higher level would come open, mm-hmm. and then a higher. And when I left New Jersey, I was like at the highest level in New Jersey. I had one of the best jobs in New Jersey. Wow, that's so, cool. So you kept like climbing up the ladder. Yeah, yeah. financially oh, okay. and the club. And the club. Because the last club that I left, um, it was real prestigious. You can't, couldn't get on it. It was like mm-hmm. back then, this was 
years ago, um, like 300,000 to join, 18,000 a month. So it was like ridiculous. It was ultimate, you know, we'd have maybe 20 or 30 people during the day oh, play wow. and that was it. Except for Saturdays and Sundays. During the week, there would be nobody there. That's how private it was. Oh, wow. That's so, pretty cool. That's where I left. That was my last job. Oh, wow. Or one that's of my last cool. And from there, how did you hear about Henry Britton Golf Academy? Well, when I came out here, I worked. Actually, there's a gentleman named Anthony Leon. He works. He's, SC, he's a Southern California PGA. He oh, works nice. in the thing with junior programming. Mm-hmm. I had met a couple people and looked online. It was just a part-time job teaching kids after school. Oh, yeah. So I got in with him, and then he was working with one of the guys that we worked, Blake. Blake. And then course, Blake yeah. had a few hours here, mm-hmm. um, you know, helping out with the juniors. And Henry told me, I want you here and just build your clientele. Gotcha. So that's yes. what I'm yeah. doing. So I, a third of my time is with the juniors, and two thirds of my time is getting doing private lessons with oh, adults. Oh, cool. Nice. So it's kind of spread out. Nice. And what is it like teaching both adults and juniors? Do you feel like there's a difference in that, or do you teach different skills? Oh, no, there's definitely yeah. <laughs> No, because the, the, way, the way juniors can take in information mm-hmm. is totally different. Like, you can yes. be technical with an adult. Mm-hmm. As a junior, you have to talk, you know, a lot of demonstrating for juniors. Oh, yeah. Um, another thing, too, we always have to worry about is safety with juniors. Mm-hmm. With adults, not so much. Obviously, we want to pay attention to them, but... You know, they get, juniors get distracted easy. So I think the biggest part of me is just more of safety conscious with juniors. Oh, yeah. Big and time. slowly developing where a lot of adults come with preconceived ideas about the swing, what they should be doing, and they, mm-hmm. you know, they presume to know everything. And then you have to talk to them in a way where, you know, hey, you're doing the right thing. But let's, mm-hmm. let's try this. Or let's try that. because. Gotcha. You know, all the golf magazines and all the stuff on the internet, they have so much knowledge. Oh, I see. But yeah. it doesn't pertain to them a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And they try to apply that. So that's, you know, working with adults and juniors totally different. Totally different. <laughs> wow, of course. And I remember this summer, um, there was like a drive and chip putt contest. Yeah. Like when I and I went to part in that, um, you used TrackMan to like yes. measure a lot of the juniors' distances. What is like, what do you feel like is um, the best part of using TrackMan or why is it useful? Well, track man, you know, again, talking from juniors to adults, juniors mm-hmm. just want to see how far they hit the wall. Yes, yeah. But with that, we can fit them in better clubs because mm-hmm. the spin ratios, we like to look at all the, that information, like how the ball's coming off. Wow. The kids really don't care about that, but it just notifies us, tells us if they're using the correct equipment. Yes, and yeah. if, mm-hmm. you know, so if, for example, this year we hosted Drive, Chip, and Putt here and Drive, Chip, and Putt, mm-hmm. and the guy that won it, was just killing it, but his spin rates were over a thousand RPMs more than it should have been. I just sat there thinking, boy, if I could just fit this kid into the right (laughs) club, Mm -hmm. he'd just be hitting it like forever. Gotcha. But the track man, you said the kids love that for the drive, chip and putt. Mm -hmm. And then for the adults, we we use more numbers other than just how far did it go. Gotcha. Cool. So it's like a very different numbers we're looking at for both age groups. Is there like a pre-shot routine that you'd recommend to like the juniors when they start? Because I know like you also coach the NCGP. Mm-hmm. Um, how, why is like a pre-shot routine important for them when they go out and play in tournaments? Well, you know, a lot of it has to do, with, especially when you're a junior, um, it's the, not that they want to hit the ball and get it over with quickly, but they're mm-hmm. just so excited to hit the ball. So one oh, yeah. thing, it just slows them down. Mm-hmm. And another reason, just with, with a pre-shot routine, mm-hmm. other than slowing you down, 
it just makes them focus a little bit more mm -hmm. um, and actually gives them a little comfort. So when mm -hmm. you get a little, you know, you just get comfortable over the ball, yes. it's, you yeah. hit the ball much better. So pre-shot routine, whether it be, you know, one practice swing behind the ball or two practice swings next to the ball, mm -hmm. as long as you do the same thing every time and it becomes part of what you do every time, mm -hmm. I just definitely recommend it. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah, and I feel like um, it's important to keep the pre-shot routine consistent in order for like them to be like commit to every, not just like get up and hit it and then yeah. it goes wherever it goes. And, yeah, yeah and that, that's a, with the juniors. That's a tough part because yes. a lot of them are so excited, especially with our junior program here. Mm -hmm. You know, they have access to the golf course one out of every five training mm -hmm. sessions, and when they're out there, they're so excited and ready to go. They just go and swing at the ball instead of mm -hmm. you know take a take a deep breath. Mm -hmm. You know, that's another thing. Taking a deep breath before you hit the ball. And oh, yeah. to slow you down. Mm -hmm. So I definitely, definitely recommend it. Um, let's say, like, um, you would have, like, a junior player, your client, and you would take them out to go play in the golf course, and they would start hooking their ball, but you're trying to, like, straighten out that shot to make them, you know, be more consistent. What would you recommend them? First yeah. shot, yeah. Well, first of all, I mean, there, there, there are dozens of reasons why you hook the ball, right? Okay. Or could hook the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, let's start with... Golf 101, let's make sure the ball's in the right position, mm -hmm. make sure their hands are in the right position, the grip's not too strong, because if it's mm -hmm. too strong, they're gonna hook it. Gotcha. Next thing, you know, um, back in the day, we talked a lot about club paths and stuff like that, swinging mm -hmm. outside, not so much these days, but it's still involved. Mm -hmm. You know, making sure that the club's taken away properly, mm -hmm. and just, you know, on their follow through, that they're well balanced, not too rounded. Because for mm -hmm. me, when I see things going left, people could either be hunched over a little bit too much, being mm -hmm. too rounded, because the more rounded you get, the more left it's going to go for oh, a right hander. Mm -hmm. That's if the ball's in the correct position. The correct so I mean, there could be a variety of things while you're hooking the ball, but I mm -hmm. start with that. The basic one on one, just make sure the ball's in the right place, hands are good, and mm -hmm. see what's going on and make sure. Because a lot of times when juniors get out there, they, they swing like crazy, right? They yes. swing super hard. Mm -hmm. Are they maintaining their balance? That's, oh, I see. You yeah. know, if they're not maintaining their balance, then, you know, really, we just have to start over. Yeah, so, it swings like all over the place. Yeah, yeah. all over the place. And mm -hmm. a lot of, when you swing harder with your arms or quicker with your arms mm -hmm. than your rest of your body, that's another reason why you're going to hook it. Oh, you know, I Or see, yeah. you can just come over the top and cut it big time. But in majority of the times, if you're just using all arms, your lower body's not involved enough and you'll just pull it left or hook it gotcha. so those are a few of the things but every individual is different mm -hmm. you know um thankfully 99 percent of the time mm -hmm. i can see it mm -hmm. it's that one percent of the time when i look at it and i'm you know having a hard time trying to figure it out uh-huh that's good working also what we do here mm -hmm. at henry brown is i talk what did you feel on that one you know mm -hmm. not always telling them what they did wrong you tell me first you know, what did you feel there? Were you balanced? Were you in your heels when you swung? Were you, you know, different things to see what's what's going on with their swing. And let them kind of inform you as well. As, instead of just telling them, no, you need to do this, you need to do this. Mm -hmm. Have a two-way, you know, discussion. Yeah, and I think that's when, like, the coaching aspect comes. You get some of, like, the feedback first before you Absolutely. can, like, recommend, like, any swing tips. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That's cool. So. Um, so I have another question sure. for you. Um, so let's say you're on the course, and then your ball is, like, at the base of a tree. Mm -hmm. um, and you're trying to, like, punch it out. But at the same time, you don't want to hit it too high so that it hits a branch and, like, you're still – what would you? What type of shot would you recommend to get out of trouble for that? Get out of trouble? Yes. Don't yeah. be here and come out sideways. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, you know, it, it's, and again, depending, are you, are you out there just playing for fun? If you're out there playing for fun, mm -hmm. I'd like you to try some certain shots, you know, gotcha. like say, keeping mm -hmm. low on the branches, you know, 
play the ball back a little bit more with a little stronger of a club with like you know mm. a lesser swing. Or, but uh, nine times out of ten, if you're playing for anything, you know, don't be a hero. Oh, I see. I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I that goes back twenty years of me. I mean, I was stayed open, mm-hmm. and I was playing. And actually, my wife, my wife was caddying for me. Wow. And I was on the seventeenth hole, uh-huh. and it was actually it was it was uh, to get into the state open. And I was three strokes ahead of the thing to get in, you know, three strokes better than the, the cut line. Mm-hmm. And I was on the 17th hole. I drove it right into an evergreen in New Jersey. We have a lot of evergreens, unplayable lie. Mm-hmm. And I pulled it back as long. And I went to drop it. My wife said, uh, you know, y- you're not going to get over the tree. And of course, my ego, oh, yes, I will. Dropped it, hit it right back into the tree because I didn't go back far enough. Oh. And then I missed the, missed the state open by one stroke. Oh, no. So ever since that day, I go sideways. Oh, sideways. Unless unless I have a good ninety percent chance, mm-hmm. why bother? You know, lay it out sideways, closer if you can, mm-hmm. and just rely on you know work, worst case scenario, walk away with a bogey. Don't yeah. don't bring two and three over into it. Oh, definitely. So my recommendation: don't be a hero. Go sideways. Oh, exactly. Go sideways. Take smart it smart. Out. Sorry, smart way out. Yeah. <laughs> That's not the easy way out. That's the smart way out. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. the easy way out is just. Go, let's try it. And, okay, yeah. And you know what? Hey, seven out of ten times, you might pull it off. Mm-hmm. But those three out of ten times when all of a sudden you're, you get a triple bogey or a double bogey mm-hmm. because uh, now it hits back the tree and goes sideways under a bush and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take your medicine and move on. Gotcha. You know? Yeah, I think that's like, the best way to go with that. Absolutely. Speaking about like you were one stroke short of making the Open, mm-hmm. what's like the best round you ever played in like an Open tournament? Any tournament? Any tournaments yeah. I've shot at I'm afraid to go low. I've shot five times. I've shot 68s in tournaments. Wow. But see, I didn't I didn't play in college. I didn't play as a kid. I just started playing when I was 27. Wow. I mean, seriously started seriously, playing when yeah. I was 27. So I think I'm afraid of going lower than a 68. I've shot mm-hmm. it, you know, a bunch of times playing in tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that, that number sticks with me, a 68. And that just shows you, too, how mental the game is. It is, yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. the, the one course I used to play a lot, same thing. I'd be right around that. And I, and the last hole is a par 5. Mm-hmm. And I'd be right at that 68, you know, that 4 under. Mm-hmm. And I'd bogey it every time on oh. a par 5. Because it's it, that it's mentally, it's in your head. Gotcha. So, yeah. you know, just, you know, what... what you hear all the time on TV when you watch the tour players and stuff, one shot at a time. Yes. Don't think about anything else. You can only, The only thing you can do is what's in front of you, right? The ball's in front of you and make the best shot you can. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking, don't do this, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Make a positive stroke and, and move forward. So to answer your question, 68, competitive, you know, in, in tournaments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bunch of times. Other than that, I'm afraid to go low. I don't know why. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. So when you shot that six eight, did it feel like you had a good putting game? Because I know that short game plays a it lot. Ju- into it like just, it, every time I did it, it, just the game was easy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe it. It was just easy. Uh-huh. Not a lot of thinking. Just stand over oh. the ball, see the target, swing away. A couple putts will fall in. Mm-hmm. You know, and and you know. I, I, no, not anymore. I used to be a longer hitter. Mm-hmm. So all the par fives, are, you know, you're always reachable. you yes, close yeah. to it, too. Mm-hmm. So that, that helps out, too, getting, mm-hmm. those, getting the numbers down. But no, it just seemed easy. Mm-hmm. And also, no 
no three putts and no no trouble you know oh, off the tee true. so true. if you hit the ball straight you usually mm -hmm. get on around the green in regulation hopefully get up and down mm -hmm. to keep those again those big numbers mm -hmm. so know. so like on the par five like on the 18th hole yeah. what is like your second club you hit approaching it because i know like a lot of the guys out there they try to go for eagle or they try to go for mm -hmm. birdie because that's like a great opportunity because par fives are like super duper long yeah. holes yeah well, it depends on what hole you're playing it depends okay. on what's around the green if oh, there's yes. a lot of trouble the green all the way back to my number. Mm -hmm. I, 58, 58 yards I love. I can keep my eyes closed and hit it 58 yards with a certain club there, you know, with my lob wedge. It, mm -hmm. It's just a smooth little, it's just a go-to number, mm -hmm. that 58. If I can get anywhere around that, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But if there's no, if there's no trouble, Mm -hmm. Other than a bunk, bunker's not really trouble. No, but if there's like yeah. some water, so if it, it narrows it, and there's some trees around the edges of the green and stuff like that, where the big numbers could come in, I'll definitely lay back. But if there's nothing up there, hit as close as you can, right? Gotcha. Hit as yes. close as you yeah. can and go from there. Gotcha. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, speaking of like you, so like from twenty seven up, you started to like play seriously, play yeah. a lot of golf. What's like, the most difficult golf course you ever played in your life? <laughs> I played. Tiburon. It's a it's a Greg Norman golf course down in Florida. Mm -hmm. um, it was a combination of things. It was uh, when was it was a little windy, mm -hmm. and it seemed like all the greens in the middle was peak, they were peaked, mm -hmm. and then because of the drainage, and all the greens flowed away mm -hmm. from the peak. Wow. So if you didn't hit it exactly where you needed to, you were always in the collection area. Oh, I see. Off to the side. So I think I shot a thousand that day. Twenty oh. degree, twenty mile an hour wind, uh -huh. and then you have to, you know, hit it to a certain part. Not just hit the green, you have to mm -hmm. hit it to a certain part. Gotcha. That was yeah. one of the toughest ones. Mm -hmm. And then you know, depends on the day. Every every golf course yes. can be tough, mm -hmm. <laughs> depending on how you're playing. Yeah, and every like golf course has like a different layout to it, a different every slope, feel, yeah. oh, different yeah. feel. And also, I was brought up in New Jersey, as we mm -hmm. mentioned before. Totally different bent grass greens, um, you know, rye grass, the fairways. Mm -hmm. Totally different than Florida, which is Bermuda and everything. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. out here, like kind of desert, sandy mm -hmm. type thing. Three different kinds of golf. Mm -hmm. So, Northeast, it just, I just enjoyed those conditions. Mm -hmm. Seemed easier. So, I never really thought of a hard course where I used to live. Because mm -hmm. oh, uh, wow. it, was, it was in my comfort zone. Gotcha, yeah. But the different lies and... Oh, okay. Kind of yeah. gotcha a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, I heard um, at Henry Brown Golf Academy, you also help out with the NCGP on yeah. Saturdays and during the week. Yeah. What's your best part of, like, coaching that class? It's just when, they, when, you, when you're actually teaching them and, and you can see, see something happening. Mm -hmm. Like, something that you suggest and help out with them. It actually works for them and they finally realize it. Like one of the biggest things here, because at that level, we're getting the kids, they're growing up, they're getting a little bit bigger, they're setting their ways with really bad grips. Because when we're June, when they're L2P, like the really young ones, we were able to mess with the grips as long as it's not crazy. Mm -hmm. And they get used to hitting a ball a certain way. Oh, yeah. And now, the, the, when they come into our, my class, I make sure everything's proper, the grip's proper, and they just fight me and fight me and fight me until they see two or three in a row mm -hmm. shots that are better than they've ever seen the old way. The old grip. When I see that, mm -hmm. I see them smile and all of a sudden start gripping it without me asking them. Mm -hmm. Little things like that. It's, okay. it's so much better. You know, when, you know, sometimes, sometimes they don't want to listen, you know, because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're smart. <laughs> no, but, um, no, it's just, yeah, just when you see positive result mm -hmm. of what I've told you know what we talked about with them mm -hmm. and that's when that, that's the best part 
and yeah. doing the NCGP. Gotcha. So yeah, teaching them skills, you find that will like help their game or fix like certain swings. Absolutely, yeah. and even at this stage, because you're getting a little older, like telling them stuff that they've never heard before. Yes. They, yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, well, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. That's that. That's good, and you know, you hear mm -hmm. that every once in a while, and it's just good because then all of a sudden, that little thing that you just showed them mm -hmm. improves their game. Mm -hmm. So it's you know. Not just doesn't help them, it helps me because gotcha. you know, oh, yeah. mm -hmm. it makes me proud that they're doing it. So. Nice. That's pretty cool. Um, has any of your students like won any golf tournaments after like you would help them learn swing or after that session? Um, yeah, well, we help everybody all the time. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they're, they're, you know, especially the, the little bit older, mm -hmm. the ones that's in the next class with Blake, the SFE, oh, Strive for strive Excellence. Excellence. Yeah. excellence. They, because uh, they play a lot of tournaments, and mm. a couple of them just recently got first place. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, we in our summer camps, we had that kid uh, that, he, he's 10 years old, mm -hmm. and when he got dropped off from his father, his father said, do not touch his swing. Oh, oh swing. I remember him. Remember yeah. him? He was the um, future champion. Yeah, and champion. he won the yes. junior yeah. championship at 10 years old with like a score of 200, and he's 10. <laughs> um, so... You know, when you think about that, you know, when you ask me about it, he's the first one that always goes in because there were a couple things that I could improve, mm -hmm. but I was told not to talk to him. Mm -hmm. You know, it was just a summer camp. He's here, daycare, you know, whatever. Oh, gotcha. So to answer your question, it wasn't a good answer, but that's, that's who jumped in my head, that kid gotcha. that I couldn't help. Oh, I see. Even yeah. though, you know, hey, he shot two under. Who said he couldn't have shot four under if oh, there's something I, I could have told him? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's no difference, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for your time today. You're very welcome. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to Golf My First Love podcast show. Thank you to my guest, John McDowell, who is one of the top PGA professionals here at Henry Burton Golf Academy at Strawberry Farms, located in Irvine, California. Don't forget to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a note on our Facebook page. We appreciate all your support and all your likes on our page. On next week's show, you will hear me talk with one of the top 50 Canada Mass Professionals, Henry Brutton, who is also my boss at Henry Brutton Golf Academy. And he will discuss more about how he grew up with the game and why he would like to pursue his dream of becoming an instructor to teach young kids. Thank you and we'll see you then.